Hey guys, this is Jay here. And this is Grant. Yes, this is Grant. Um, this is us, like a few seconds after we finished recording the episode. We're going to want to put a disclaimer here. If you want a really nice Christmas present, stop the episode right now and wait until December 25th to open it and play it. It'll be like a little present. Yeah, so you get to kind of open it on Christmas morning and listen yeah. to it. It's about, I don't know, like hour five minutes or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, just have take an hour out of your day and when you got time, you know, maybe if you're traveling to like parents' homes or family's homes and stuff like that, listen to podcasts. Yeah. Enjoy your time. Yeah. Also, if you're listening to this with kids around, there is a Santa spoiler. Have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, so enjoy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and enjoy the episode. Exploring Middle Earth, a Middle Earth lore podcast. Uh, today, Zach is missing. Uh, not really, we know exactly where he is, uh, but he is studying for exams for college, so he will not be with us. And it is just Jay and I today. Uh, I, as in Grant, the mm-hmm. local resident. Local legend. <laughs> local legend. The, the, the local resident. resident. <laughs> I was going to say the resident Tolkien expert. And I am joined by Jay, or rather I am... He is joined by me. Yeah, this is my house. Because this is his <laughs> house. So, Jay, who are you again? I'm Jay. Um, I'd usually say I'm in between Grant and Zach, but Zach's not here, so I'm just behind, behind. I'm behind Grant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so uh, today, we uh, because we are close to Christmas, what, what day is it? It's December 13th as we're recording, and it should this episode should be released on the 20th, I yes. think. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, by the time you guys listen to this... Uh, at least when it releases, it'll be five days till Christmas. So this yeah. is indeed a Christmas special episode. It doesn't feel like it, though, because it's not snowing doesn't, outside. It doesn't feel like it. Hopefully it's snowing when you listen to this, unless you live in, like, Arizona or something. Or, I mean, or New Mexico. Or New Mexico. Utah. Well, it snows yeah. in Utah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you live in a place that doesn't snow, hopefully it's not snowing. Um, but if you live in a place where it does snow, hopefully it's snowing. But not too bad, because we want you guys to drive safe. Yeah. If you're not driving, then we want it to snow. Yeah. We'll figure this out later, but... It's up in the air at this <laughs> yeah. point. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll start off. Um, today, we have, like I said, the Christmas special. And uh, some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about doesn't necessarily pertain to Middle Earth itself, but it is part of Tolkien's writings. So, take it away, Jay. Yeah, uh, today we're talking about... Uh, we're talking about two things. The first, we're talking about Letters from Father Christmas, which is a book by Tolkien, and then we're talking about the holidays in Middle-earth. But we're going to start out with, uh, like I said, the letters from Father Christmas. So what it is, it's a collection of letters uh, written and illustrated by J.R.R. Tolkien between 1920 and 1942, uh, which were for his children. Um, Father Christmas is what they call Santa in Europe and America, it would be Santa, but I just think Father Christmas sounds cooler and more Tolkien y. It sounds more uh, like folkloric. Yeah. Santa yeah. Claus? Get that out of here. Yeah. Get yeah. That. I want a good Kris Kringle. <laughs> yeah. So, so. so, what Tolkien would do is his kids would write letters to Father Christmas, um, and then he would write the letters back because, spoiler, um, Santa's not real. Well, um, really? <laughs> so, 
Yeah, so he would write the letters back, and um, they would tell of uh, Father Christmas's adventures and his helpers, which Grant will talk about the yeah. other characters. Yeah. Um, but they also respond to the letters his children sent to Father Christmas. So it's partially, it what he didn't write it as like a story. There's there's like a story woven throughout it, but it's also responding to letters that his children wrote to him. So he didn't set out or this wasn't meant to be a book. It just got compiled yeah. later and then sold and people bought it. Yeah. And I think actually um most of uh most of Tolkien's books that were released uh how do you pronounce pot posthumously posthumously basically after he had died, most of the books that were released of his works were um compiled by Christopher Tolkien, mm-hmm. I think his second son. Mm-hmm. Um but the letters from Father Christmas were actually compiled by uh his daughter, which I forget her name now. I'm gonna have to look it up real quick. I bet the last name's Tolkien. Oh my gosh, I think you're right. <laughs> but yeah, well, Grant's looking that up. Um, what's in the book? If you're interested in buying it, um, it's it has pictures of his letters. Oh, Grant tells who it is. Uh, it's Bailey Tolkien. Bailey Tolkien. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good for her. Um, Bailey's also Bailey Tolkien's a good name. Oh wait, uh, wait. We're gonna have to wait for a second. Okay, so it technically is his daughter, but it's his daughter-in-law. Oh. It's the. Second wife of Christopher Tolkien. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Well, so what it is is um, they have pictures of the f- actual letters, and then on the page next to it is uh, the transcript of what the um, what the letter says, and there's also like I said, it's illustrated by Tolkien. So there's pictures he drew, and there's all little doodles on the letters, which is super interesting, but. Um, but not interesting enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> not interesting enough. You have to have the transcripts on there. Yeah. But they're fun to read. I haven't read them all. Yeah. I um, read a I read a few pages out of it. Yeah. We had a we had a free uh kind of sample. To scribbed. 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 We're not sponsored. Scribed? I don't know. I think it's I've always heard scribbed. I feel like it would make more sense if it was scribed though. Yeah, I don't know. Every ad I've heard for it is scribbed. Oh. If it's an ad, though, it's probably right. Yeah, I don't know. If you read the, or if you read the letters, if you look at them, they are written in like shaky handwriting, and um, I think that's because Tolkien didn't want his kids to recognize his handwriting. But um, Father Christmas claims it's because it's cold in the North Pole and that he's old, is why the his writing is all shaky, and oh. each character has different handwriting, which I think is a cool thing Tolkien did to make it more immersive for his kids. And just a fun thing he did. Because yeah. he's a fun guy. He does fun stuff, you know. Yeah. You know how it is. Um, but that's pretty much the background of it. Grant's going to give us a more in-depth look at all the characters. Why don't you take it away? Take it away. Mr. Grant. Uh, so there are a few main characters, and then there's uh, quite a few minor characters. Uh, but So the main character, obviously, is Father Christmas. And uh, he was also known as Father Nicholas Christmas or Nicholas Christmas. Um, Nicky Cricky, Nicky, Cr- <laughs> Nick, Nick, Chris, um, <laughs> and that's pretty much named after Saint Nicholas. Yes, who Santa Claus is named after too. Yeah, that's but, crazy. But um, Tolkien was Catholic, so Saint Nicholas was uh, Saint Nicholas was a real saint. Yeah, but Father Christmas wasn't real. Yeah, but so Tolkien would have, uh, or fi- like Grant said, Santa's based off Saint Nicholas. So Tolkien would have... I don't know how that works in the Catholic Church. Who knows, man? No one does. No one does. <laughs> um, so uh, 
And one of the polar bears, because there are polar bears in the letters, one of the polar bears also refers to him as Daddy Noel, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. <laughs> I don't know how that came to be. Um, Obviously, that was a different, there was different, different context, different yeah. time. Um, yeah. So Daddy wasn't as uh, interesting of a word. As polarizing. Get it? Oh, <laughs> that was good. So uh, uh, I'm going to henceforth call Father Christmas Daddy Noel. Okay. Um, not really. I'll probably forget. But um, I'll, I'll encourage you and I'll remind you. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, so uh, another main character is the North Polar Bear, or also known as the Great Polar Bear. He was just a big old polar bear, mm-hmm. you know, white with black nose. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, like the like those ones on the Coca-Cola commercials. Right, yeah. That's where they were invented? The yeah. Coca-Cola commercials? Well, Coca-Cola was invented back then, too. Oh, it was yeah. around back then, so you can... I bet you anything this polar bear probably had a bottle of Coke in its hand. Yeah. Every time it was What came first? Tolkien's polar bear or Coca-Cola's polar bear? Uh, it's uh, it's just like what, the chicken or the egg. What came first? Definitely the feather. The feather. <laughs> well, um, um, yeah, yeah. No, okay. <laughs> uh, so the, the North polar bear's real name was Karhu, which is Finnish, the language of Finland, <laughs> uh, for bear. <laughs> So pretty simple. Yeah, pretty so simple. Tolkien used Finnish for most of his like kind of character names, at least the polar bears, because mm-hmm. I guess they're from Finland. Are there multiple polar bears? Yeah, there's oh. more. Okay. Um, and uh, so he had two nephews, which often uh, come into the letters, and I'll talk more about them later because they are other characters. Oh, I just bumped the mic. <laughs> Jay just asked me not to bump the mic before we started, and I bumped yeah. it. Oh my gosh, I'm the worst. Yeah. I'm actually I'm the worst. Grant is the worst. Yeah. Um, and the great polar bear, Karhu, also had a cousin who was the great bear or the Big Dipper. What? I don't know how that works, but it works. Wait, like he was the Big Dipper, the his constellation? Co- his cousin is the Big Dipper, yeah. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't That's know. That's crazy, man. Man, whatever happens <laughs> in the North Pole stays in the North Pole. You know what I'm That's saying? crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, man, <laughs> uh, and Father Christmas, or Daddy Noel. Yeah, sorry. Daddy Noel. He also mentioned that Karhu was magical. Mm. Don't know what he meant though, because I didn't. Probably meant he's I magical. Didn't, I didn't read that part. Oh, that was one of the parts I didn't read. It's a long book. Yeah, um, in the letters, uh, he was at first a blundering, accident-prone character. Like he often uh, caused a lot of accidents. That's what accident-prone mm-hmm. means. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he would often like uh, disrupt uh, Daddy Noel's like uh, Christmas wrapping or like toy making or like when he's writing down like. Uh, I guess Christmas letters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He would accidentally disrupt those or cause the letters to fly out the window because he he, act, he opened the window and he's like, oh, he's just a big doof, he's just a big doofy, <laughs> doofy, <laughs> big doofy, he's a big dookie. <laughs> <laughs> but later on in the story, he kind of had a redemption arc and he uh, he ended up saving the North Pole from uh, an attack by the goblins because uh, there are goblins in the North Pole too. Wow. Um, and the goblins also tried to kill Daddy Noel and the North Polar Bear killed a lot of them. Like, like mauled them? Yeah, he pretty much mauled them. <laughs> there, and, it's just like Christmas letters, and then there's just like one letter about a bear mauling goblins. <laughs> and uh, and Daddy Noel uh, went to say thank you, and uh, Carhu the bear said, say no more. I enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> so he's kind of a psychopath. He's a, tw- he's a twisted psychopath. <laughs> um, twisted psychopath. Uh, and he also mentions... Um, the uh, polar bear actually was one of the people who would write to Tolkien's children as well. Mm-hmm. That he would kind of like guest appear, <laughs> guest guest on, appearance on on the letters, <laughs> and uh, 
uh, he said some of his spelling mistakes that were on the letters were due to the fact that he spoke Arctic, which is A-R-K-T-I-K. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, so he, he spoke the Arctic language, and it's which is the language of the North Pole, and he mm-hmm. didn't speak, speak English as his first language. Um, so that's why he had some spelling errors in the letters. Yeah, he had a bear of a time writing the letters. Yes, thank okay. you. Thank you. Um, another... This is a minor character, but um, another character was the uh, elf secretary of Father Christmas, who was named Ilbereth. Not really much was known about the character other than it was the elf secretary. Um, Then another mine character. character. Sorry, I got Minecraft on the mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Another character was Green Brother. Ooh. Fun name. Uh, He is the brother of Daddy Noel. Um... Uncle, Uncle Un- Noel, Unky Noel, Unky <laughs> Noel. Well, no, his name's Green Brother, so it'd be, oh, it'd be un- Unky un- Green or Unky Brother, Unky Uncle Brother, <laughs> Uncle Brother. <laughs> hey, that's kind of weird, though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they they went a little too far south. If your uncle is also your brother, <laughs> that would be uh, I don't know. I don't huh? know. <laughs> huh? It'd be your <clears throat> huh? What the heck? How it, would that work? I don't know if it does work, but I just said it. Your uncle is also your brother. You would be your brother. So, I, this is too much to think of. So, okay, so your, so your uncle would be your parents' um, brother. Brother. But it would also be your brother. But it would also be my brother. So that means one of your parents. Oh, it'd be, it'd be like this. It'd be like... With if, your grandparent. I don't know. Yes. It'd be... It, okay, so... It has yeah. something to do with a grandparent and your parents. Yeah, because... Yes, yeah, yeah. It'd, so, be, it'd be your... You, one of your parents would have a kid with one of your grandparents and that grand and it would be with their in-laws. Yeah. So then the kid would be his son and his in-laws son, which would make it your uncle and, and your, your brother. brother. That's insane. Yeah. I, what the heck happened in Sam's family? Or Daddy Noel's family. <laughs> Daddy Noel's family. Sorry. Um, but uh, he also collected toys, food, and clothes for children in need. So he was a good guy. He was a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Despite all of his family... <laughs> family issues. Family issues. I'm he glad he overcame guy. the family issues. Yeah. Um, and it also could have been because uh, he wore all green. and Green means go. He was a go-getter. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas uh, Danny Noel wore red. Yeah. It shows it in the illustrations. Yes. Um, and it might may have been Tolkien's way to explain to his children why some depictions in Europe showed... Uh, Santa Claus wearing green trousers. It's because um, it was his brother. And it was because... Or he took his brother's It was pants. because in the... No, it was because <laughs> in the letters, uh, the green brother gave Daddy Noel a pair of green trousers. Oh, wow. As a gift. So, That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, another character is Grandfather Yule. Oh, wow. Which is the green brothers and Daddy Noel's father. So, Daddy, Daddy Noel. So, uh, Daddy, Daddy Yule. Daddy, Daddy Yule. Um, so, that would be... That would be the... the that would one. be the... Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. him. It all goes back to yeah. him. And he was also named Nicholas. So I guess it would be Grandfather Nicholas Yule. Mm-hmm. Or just Nicholas Yule. Wait, is... is um, I don't know, man. Is Green Brother older or younger than uh, Daddy Noel? I don't know. Me neither. I feel like he would be a younger brother. He seems like a younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Because um, you mentioned him second. Yeah. He's, he's not the main character. <laughs> Yeah, if he's not a main character, he's younger, yeah. obviously. Main characters are always older. Right, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Sure, I yes. don't know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, so another character we have is the Man in the Moon, which 
He appears. He's everywhere, man. Yes, Neil Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> no. Buzz Aldrin, dude. Oh, buzz off. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Um. No, so he was. Uh, I mean, you, you, the man in the moon is in a lot of like folk tales and fairy tales yeah. in Europe, and so Tolkien was like, you know, what, why don't I use him? He's also yeah. mentioned actually in uh, the tales or uh, Tom Bombadil's adventure. Oh, adventure. Adventures yeah. of Tom Bombadil. Yeah, yeah. Which we um, talked about last episode, if you want to listen. Right, 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 right. Sorry, yeah. I forgot since then. Um, my bad. It's okay, it's okay. Yeah, but, um, so he lived on the moon, or, mm-hmm. like, he was the moon. I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain. He w- he lived on the moon and he was the moon. Yeah. So he was, like, he lived on himself. He yeah. was self-sufficient is what he was. That's what Tolkien was trying to say. If you've <laughs> ever if you've ever seen Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume 2, it's basically Ego, the living planet. Oh, I've never seen either of those movies one or two I've met either um anyway so it's basically like he's like a planet but mm-hmm. he can like like in he like he can be incarnate yeah as a person but he's also he's the planet, planet himself yeah. so I don't know that's yeah. just what I'm thinking it's kind of like when you draw a smiley face on the sun when you draw pictures yeah it's like that yeah <laughs> or like with sunglasses yeah yeah that's yeah. pretty cool yeah. What would the man in the moon wear then? Because obviously it's not too bright. Moon glasses. No, well, he would wear sunglasses because he's getting the sunlight's reflecting yeah. off of him. It'd make more sense for him to wear he sunglasses. He would need the sunglasses, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the sun's doing. The sun's just, just trying to fit in. He's just <laughs> trying to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the man in the moon, uh, at one point, the polar bear, uh, Karhu, um, he knocked the man down from the moon. But uh, the man is the moon. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> How the heck? Uh, and so the man in the moon fell into Daddy Noel's house. <laughs> Where he was doing all of his presents and lists and stuff, and he, it says he ate all of Daddy Noel's chocolate, and then he went back up to the moon. <laughs> so I don't like. He's like, oh, there's chocolate. Might as well. Yeah. If I'm down here, might as well. Yeah. So and that that's pretty much the extent of the man and moon. Yeah. Um. Uh. And oh, okay. Oh, here are the two nephews of Karhu, the two other polar bears, mm-hmm. uh, Paksu and Valkatuka. Those are cool names. Also Finnish. If you can guess. Um, I don't know if you speak Finnish like I, I do. <laughs> I only speak Stardish. <laughs> Sorry, that was not very insensitive. I don't know if that is insensitive. It was funny, though. Yeah. So <laughs> they're the North Polar Bears nephews, Karhu's nephews. Uh, mm-hmm. And they came to visit... Um, Carhu and Father Christmas, Daddy Noel, sorry. Oh, yes. And they, they never left. <laughs> so they came up to visit. They just never left. They're like, uh, yeah, we're staying. <laughs> um, and they ended up becoming really mischievous, just like their uncle. And Daddy Noel actually said in a letter that they seemed to be growing up just to be like their uncle. Uh, Paksu in Finnish meant fat. <laughs> and Valkotuka meant white hair in Finnish. Because he's oh, a polar bear, so it's yes. And then Paksu just got stuck with fat. Yeah. And then Velkotuka is just a very generic polar bear name. Yeah, yeah you're white hair. White hair and you're fat. And you're fat. <laughs> so I can I can imagine that Paksu would be fat. Yeah. If he was named that. If you think about it the other way, like if you're Finnish, well like, okay, so if you're from Finland, the word is just fat in your language. So that's like people from a who speak something other than English naming a character fat. Yeah. Or fatso or something. You're fatty. Fatty. Yeah. Isn't there a hobbit named Fatty? Fatty Bulger. Yeah. I see, yeah. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Oh, that's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, I kind of do like it. Um, yeah, so uh, another character, uh, this is the last of the kind of minor characters, uh, was the snowman. Like, not like a snowman, the snowman. Like Frosty or no? No, not Frosty. Not Frosty. No. Okay. I don't know if he had a name. 
but he was the snowman. The snowman. Um, he was the gardener of Daddy Noel's, like I guess property. So he was a gardener, kind of like Sam. What do you, yeah? Hobbit. What would he grow though? If it's wing, if it's ice, Can, candy canes. Candy, oh really? Uh, peppermints. I don't know. I'm oh. just making this up. But I, I would imagine it's kind of like a. Do candy canes grow on a tree, or is it like a potato where you pull it up from under the ground? I feel like it would be on a tree. Yeah. What would be kind of like a ground crop for a garden in the North Pole? Would um, that be like Hershey Kisses? Like it's like a flower that blooms with Hershey Kisses? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like peppermints would be like uh, like strawberry bushes, but they oh, like yeah, have yeah. peppermints on them. Um, I can't think of anything that would grow underground. I mean... Yeah. I mean... Uh, um, pop Or not popsicles. Popsicles? Because <laughs> they're like carrots, kind of. They're oh, like yeah. the same shape. You could pull popsicles from under... They have the little wooden handles, and you yeah. pull the handle out, and then you read the joke on is it. That a, is that a Christmas? <laughs> I don't know. It's ice. It's ice, though. Yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. Um, one time during a snowball fight, the snowman and the North Polar Bear were just going at it, slinging snow, and the North Polar Bear pushed him off a cliff, <laughs> and oh, no. it, it crashed into... Um, uh, like Father Christmas, or Daddy Noel, sorry. Daddy Noel's. Daddy Noel's sleigh and his house and all that. And, and he ate uh, all his chocolate. Which sat below the cliff, you know. <laughs> and uh, Father Christmas used what was left of the snowman to draw a white picture. <laughs> like he just took the snow of his body and he was like, I'm going to draw a picture. Use it like ink? Yeah. Use the snow as ink? Yeah. That's weird if you think about it, the snowman having a snowball fight, because that's just like... Yeah. Picking, but also... And then Daddy Noel just used his... Yeah, leftovers. To... But the snowman, when it snowed, that'd just be like if flesh just fell from the sky. Yeah, or blood. Yeah. Or flesh. Yeah. Or bones. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Anyways, um, and so snowman <laughs> was eventually rebuilt, and he quarreled often with the North Polar Bear because of I what, would too. <laughs> he pushed him off, and uh, he actually was the oldest snowman in the North Pole. Really? Yeah. Wow, and there were there was a race of snowmen, but he was the snowman because he was snowman. the oldest one, and there were other snowmen. So that brings me to my next little segment of uh, the letters from Father Christmas uh-huh. of the different people of the North Pole. So there were snowmen, um, and they lived in the North Pole, and they helped out like wrapping presents and they just did kind of day to day stuff. Yeah, um, and then there are green elves. Um, and red elves. But these are different than the elves in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, they're right? not like the green elves of uh, like the Lyquendi or what yeah. they're called. Um, they're not those. Mm-hmm. They're probably more, well, I guess if Tolkien wrote it, he probably was thinking more or less kind of like Celtic elves, mm-hmm. which is what the Lord of the Rings elves are based off of Celtic elves. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're probably not like the tiny elves that you think of when you think of Christmas. Yeah, but um, that's probably what most people think of because it's Christmas. Yeah. Christmas story. But the Red Elves were the most uh, numerous, or at least they lived next to the uh, Daddy Noel's house in the North Pole. Did they wear red? Um, yeah, and they helped defeat many of the goblins along with uh, the polar bear, and they frequently helped Daddy Noel in his holiday chores, and they also lived in Norway. <laughs> that's what it says. <laughs> I don't know why. They would just come, they would be dispatched to the North Pole to fight the goblins yeah well it's their well it's the north pole's norway branch oh yeah oh so they're like worldwide yeah they're worldwide yeah it's like that's an international how, company. Well, that's how daddy noel gets all of his presents up a lot of people think it's just him like going in each and everyone's house and putting presents on the tree it's actually yeah. a collection of him the elves the snowmen so the it's not bears. like it's not magic it's express shipping yeah yes so i'm making this up obviously but this is just my well santa's made up what? <laughs> Wait. 
Not Teddy Noel. Oh, Santa. Santa is. Santa is. The, the anglicized American version. Yes. But Let's Daddy Noel's real. Daddy Noel resides in my heart. <laughs> we are da- Daddy Seeing Noel. is believing, but believing is seeing. Or seeing isn't believing. That's what I say in the Santa Claus movie with Tim Allen. Oh, yeah. Seeing isn't believing, but believing is seeing. You know, actually, it's not an unpopular opinion. It's the best opinion. Tim Allen is the best actor. Really? No. Oh, really? Well, I like him, but like I was just making. A He's joke. he gets snubbed every year at the Oscars. Dang he doesn't man. make movies every year, but he gets snubbed. He gets snubbed. He should. Yeah. Get an Oscar. He should go. I was to, gonna say an Oxer. Oxer. He should get an Oxer. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm developing dyslexia for my wife. <laughs> she has dyslexia. Oh. I, I think it's rubbing off on oh, me. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> uh, and so I also said there were green elves, and they're not really. In the letters at all, they're just kind of mentioned as the kin of the Red Elves. And there's also the Goblins, which are the enemies of the North Pole and mm. the Red Elves. And there are the Snow Elves, which are dressed in all white to blend in with the snow. Uh, they appear at one point in the letters at a festival of the coming of winter. And they let off a bunch of fireworks to which Daddy Noel and all the elves and snowmen and polar bear, their jaws drop. Like, ow. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's crazy. So those are all the characters and people of the letters from Father Christmas. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot yeah. more than I thought. My mouth is a little dry now. Okay, well, I'm going to pick it up with uh, how um, Grant did say at the start this doesn't relate to the Middle Earth, and he's right. There's no real connection between the letters of Middle Earth, but there are some correlations and parallels that can be noted. Right. Okay, so the first one, uh, Grant talked about this person um father christmas's elf secretary ilbereth um sounds like elbereth which is from lord of the rings um and ilbereth the uh, elf secretary first appears in a letter written in 1937 which uh interestingly enough is when tolkien started writing lord of the rings so the Whoa. same year ilbereth showed up he started lord lording <laughs> he started writing <laughs> lord of the rings uh, elbereth gethoniel Yes. Um, I have a quote here that's not showing up. I'm going to pull it up on my computer because it's not showing up right on my phone. But this is where, um, this is in the letter from 1937 where Tolkien, or sorry, Father Christmas writes. Daddy Noel. Or Daddy Noel writes um, about uh, Ilbereth. And he says, um, you see, I strained my hand moving heavy boxes in the cellar in November, and I could not start my letters until later than usual, and my hands still get tired quickly. But Ilbreth, one of the cleverest elves who I took on as a secretary not long ago, is becoming very good. So, um, Ilbreth, we know, is one of the cleverest elves, and it's a very weak correlation between Middle-earth and this, but the names sound similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh... Another connection is that there's glimpses of Elvish writing in the Goblin alphabet. As Grant said, there's goblins in um, the Father Christmas stories, which we don't know if they're the same ones as the ones in The Hobbit, but there's the same. they use the same goblin alphabet. And then um, Grant said uh, the uh, language spoken in the North Pole is Arctic, which is just Quenya. Uh, Tolkien just used Quenya as that he didn't make up a whole new language for Arctic. He made up Quenya, but he didn't yeah. make he didn't make up Arctic. It's just he changed the name to Arctic for these stories, but it's Quenya, so it's the same uh, same language but different name. And then the last correlation 
um, which doesn't really have to do with the world of Middle Earth, but Tolkien mentions his books um, in the letters. Uh, this is also taken from the 1937 letter. Um, he says, and I do, do hope you have chosen the best things out of your suggest, suggestion list. I was going to send, in quotations, hobbits. I am sending away loads, mostly second editions. So this was to Christopher Tolkien, and, uh, or this letter to Father from Father Christmas to Christopher Tolkien. So I'm assuming that Christopher Tolkien sent out a list of, or sent a letter to Father Christmas of what he should give to the kids in uh, the, or Tolkien's book, the Hobbit, The Hobbit. It was on the list because yeah. he was he was trying to hustle for his dad. <laughs> <laughs> he was really, but yeah, that's um, all we got on the letters from Father Christmas, which is a very interesting book. Yeah, because um, it wasn't supposed to be a book, and it is. It's it interesting, is and yeah. it's, but also it's a look at Tolkien's writings outside of Middle Earth. Yeah, but, and especially like how he interacted with kids. Yeah, kind of Christmas uh, traditions and stuff. Yeah, but it's interesting because you can see how. Even this writing is inspired by the same stuff that The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings were inspired by. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, too, because um, uh, a lot of Tolkien's Quenya language, the High Elven language, actually borrows some words, or at least there are similarities in writing and spelling, um, which is the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Writing and Um, spelling. (laughs) Well, you can write but not spell correctly. But there are similarities between Quenya and Finnish. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a coincidence that the polar bears are Finnish, and then there's also Quenya used within, or Arctic used in the, the letters. I think yeah. that's kind of cool, too. I just thought of that. Yeah. That's um, off the dome. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's all we have. We're going to take an ad break, and then we're going to come back with the holidays of Middle Earth, and then our second part of Middle Earth current events. Yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna get the letters from Father Christmas. I think you are. Well, like, I are you want... gonna, are you gonna get the letters from Father Christmas or the book, the letters from Father? The book. <laughs> I want, I want to read it now that I, I just want letters from Father Christmas. I want to read it now that I did research on it. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're doing it backwards. You're supposed yeah. to read it first. <laughs> That's how I do it, baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys after the ad. Hey everyone, have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong on the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, back from... I'm not going to do what Zach did. Uh, we're back from our Instagram ad. Instagram, social media ad. Yes. Um, so now we're going to talk a little bit about the holidays of Middle Earth. So obviously this has everything to do with Middle Earth. Yes. Um, we're back in Middle Earth mode. Yeah. So we're going to talk about uh, elves, uh, the men of Numenor and Gondor. I was going to say Gondabor. Gondabor. I was like, I, Numenor, Gondor. I was like in the rhythm of saying Numenor. And I was going to say Gondamor or something yeah. like that. Uh, Numenor and Gondor, uh, we're going to talk about holidays of the hobbits, and there's one holiday of the dwarves, I think, yes. that we know of. And um, the men. Holidays of the men. Yeah, I said that. Oh, did you? I said Gondor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Sorry, no, no, you were totally Sorry. right. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I'm embarrassing myself. Dang, bro. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I'll kind of start off. We're going to talk about the holidays of Numenor. Um, well, first off, Numenor, uh, they have 
a heavy influence from the elves in Valinor because uh, some of the elves would actually visit Numenor in its early years. Um, and so they definitely influenced a lot of its holidays. They probably passed off a lot of traditions. But the ones that we know that they definitely um, celebrated were the three prayers or the three uh, kind of like feasts of Numenor. And they were all to Eru Iluvatar, who is the, the, the god of the universe of Arda. And um, That's a good one to pray to. Thank you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so the first one is called Eru Kiarme, which means the prayer to Eru. And it, it took place, all of these prayers, uh, prayers slash feast things took place on the mountain in the center of the island um, and it's called Menaltarma which means the pillar of heaven so it's a very sacred place so it's kind of like Mount Olympus for them yeah pretty much okay. yeah and it, it was basically a really tall mountain and it had a kind of like a winding trail that went up that people would go up during the prayer and uh, the eagles of uh, Manwe actually lived on its summit too and the summit was actually kind of it flattened out at the top that's kind of like I can't remember what it's called. So it's kind of like the Devil's Tower in uh, Utah, I think. Oh, I don't know. I was going to say the where the Greybeards live in Skyrim. What's that place oh, called? Oh, High Hrothgar. High Hrothgar. It's kind of yeah. like that. I don't know, man, though. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know. I'm not, dude, I'm not the local legend here. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, um, yes, this one was the prayer to Eru. This took place in the uh, spring. I guess it would be kind of about the time of Easter for us. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Tolkien did that on purpose. He might have, because he was Catholic, so he yeah. probably celebrated it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was. It took place on Menel Tarmo, the the mountain, and no one was allowed to speak on the mountain during these feasts, um, and only the king was allowed to when he offered the prayer, and he offered a bloodless sacrifice, which would probably be like a burning of incense or. How would they ask like to pass a dish, if they're having a feast and they can't? Maybe talk? they didn't have a feast. Oh. Maybe I read it wrong. Maybe. It could have been festival or feast. I didn't yeah. include it in my notes. Well, they probably just did like this. Like, right now I'm waving over with my hand. <laughs> you can't. I'm doing it right next to the mic. Yeah, Grant's doing it in the mic, so hopefully you can hear that. Can you hear the little <laughs> the little breeze? Yeah. I did that for so long. And <laughs> I just kept so going. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so the second uh, uh, little holiday was called Eru Laitale, and that meant the praise of Eru. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the same sort of thing. Took place on the mountain. Uh, mental tarma and that took place about the time of midsummer so that could have possibly been a midsummer celebration i'm thinking like a fourth of july type of deal yeah <laughs> but tolkien definitely did not celebrate fourth of july yeah because uh, he's british and he's british yeah fourth of july doesn't mean nothing to us the fourth of july it means nothing that's what he those used to yankees say. <laughs> those yeah. are those are obviously not good accents then no, that's just exactly what we Tolkien were, sounded like. We were just playing, dude. No, that's what Tolkien sounded like. Oh, okay. I've written a book. It's about hobbits. Hobbits. <laughs> hobbits. It's about hobbits. Herbs and stewed rabbits. <laughs> uh, so the, the third holiday that they celebrated on the mountain was called uh, uh, Go Tell It on the Mountain. <laughs> no, um, they probably sang a version of that. Probably, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, it's called Eru Hantale, which mm-hmm. meant Thanksgiving to Eru. Can you guess which one th- this relates to in our world? Thanksgiving, am I right? Thanksgiving, am I right? <laughs> am I right? Thanksgiving, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, so they also, uh, and these uh, three holidays, like I said, they were also celebrated by the uh, elves in Valinor and probably the elves on Middle-earth too mm-hmm. um, because the Numenorians took those traditions and holidays from the elves. That's so. interesting that he would have a Thanksgiving 
he, he would write in a Thanksgiving holiday because he's not from America. This yeah. American. I think holiday. it's more or less like a harvest festival. Yeah, I guess. Because I think most cultures have a harvest festival. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, we found out, I found out at least. Yeah, not, uh, don't include me in this. By reading the new uh, Nature of Middle Earth book oh, that came out. Yeah. Like September, I think, is when it came out. Probably. Um, anyways, <laughs> there's a, uh, a sort of like. Uh, dance slash festival that took place in the north of Numenor um, and it took place around uh, like late autumn uh, after the Eru Hantale, the Thanksgiving to Eru and it was called the Great Bear Dance. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the Great Bear Dance of Tampole in Forestar, which is the northern region. The kind of like, because Numenor, the island, is shaped sort of like a, a five-pointed star mm-hmm. and so it's the northern uh, kind of arm Mm-hmm. is where it took place. Uh, so there's bears that live there, black bears. And so the Great Bear Dance, uh, actually I have a passage that I can read it out of. Uh, it's on page thir- 335 of the Nature of Middle Earth. Please turn to page 335 of your hymnals. <laughs> um, so it talks a little bit about bears and like uh, that the bears were actually pretty peaceful towards the men of Numenor because they weren't hunted or anything like that. Um, and they weren't like disturbed or anything. But um, it says, most strange of all were the bear dances. The bears, the black bears especially, had curious dances of their own. But these seem to have become improved and elaborated by the instruction of men. So the men kind of oh, taught wow. them how to dance a little bit, which is weird. Uh, at times, the bears would perform dances for the entertainment of their human friends. The most famous was the great bear dance. So this implies that there were other dances of bears as well mm-hmm. um of tampole and the forest star to which every year in the autumn many would come from all parts of the island since it occurred not long after the arrow hantale at which a great concourse was assembled to those not accustomed to the bears the slow but dignified motions of the bears sometimes as many as 50 or more together appeared astonishing and comic but it was understood by all admitted to this spectacle that there should be no open laughter the laughter of men was a sound that the bears could not understand. It alarmed and angered them. Oh, wow. So it's kind of funny that they would, like, like travel from across the island to go see bears dance, mm-hmm. and then they but weren't they allowed to laugh. laugh. <laughs> that's kind of like a... That's torture, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Do they have to, like, pay admission or something? I feel like the bears could have, like, charged admission to have the people come. Yeah. And they have, what? like, an opening act. One beehive, please. <laughs> <laughs> and they have they have the rabbits as the opening act, and then yeah, and then you then they tear down the rabbit stage. You have to wait an hour for the the bears to come out. Dang! Like with concerts, do they do an encore then? Probably they all leave and then stand behind trees and then come encore, back. Encore, encore, yeah. encore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, all of the Numenorean uh, holidays that were mentioned. Yes. Uh, yes. But I will also talk about the other Elvish holidays because. Mm-hmm. Apparently the Numenoreans celebrated those too. So, mm-hmm. uh, so one of them was known as Sovale, which uh, little is known about it other than its meaning in Quenya, uh, which is probably meant it was a high elvish uh, holiday, mm-hmm. and it meant purification. And it most likely took place in February because Sovale and I guess the month of February in Quenya had a very similar uh, spelling, and uh, it had to do with washing, bathing, and cleansing. Do you likely. think it was like their yearly bath? Yeah, that's when they took a bath. Uh, they just kind of stink, and then. Do you think elves had body odor? No, you don't think so. I don't think so either, because they were so like cleanly and so 
nice and cool. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. They just seem like cleanly people. Yeah. I doubt they brush their teeth, too. They probably just have perfect teeth. Dang. I wish I was an elf. Yeah. That's probably the nerdiest thing I've ever said. Really? And the dirtiest thing I've ever <laughs> said. Because they only take a bath once a year. <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so that's all that's known about that holiday, is it could have had something to do with yeah washing or bathing. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the next uh, few ones we're going to talk about is the Elvish New Year's. So there's two days, uh, it's kind of like our New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Um, and it took place in the spring around April of our months, uh, because that's just when the Elvish New Year started. Yeah. Cause the Elvish calendar and the Shire calendar don't line up for when the year ends. Yeah. The Shire calendar is more close to it's what the, our towards the end of December. Yeah. It's more, it's more of like our Gregorian calendar yeah. that we have. But the Elvish one is is whack. Different. So yep. the Elvish New Year and the Shire New Year don't line up. Yeah. Um, so the the New Year's Eve basically was uh, the last day of the year was called Matare, and the first was Yastare. Um, so that's just I don't know. Maybe they stay up till midnight. I don't know. They watch a ball drop. Yeah. <laughs> they actually just drop a ball. They watch a bear drop. <laughs> they watch a bear drop. <laughs> uh, oh, I know that was a new noise, isn't it? That yeah, was no. probably do it better. Well, the New Norians, I think, celebrated this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. So uh, uh, here's another one of the elves. Uh, this one actually took place in Beleriand in the city of the hidden city of Gondolin. Um, and this was a, a festival that happened in May, at the beginning of the May. At the May. At the May. <laughs> um, and it was a festival celebrating the blooming of flowers. And it was called Nost Na Lothian, which meant oh. the birth of flowers. Um, so, I don't know, some sort of springtime festival, mm-hmm. not long after the New Year's. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, also in Gondolin, uh, Midsummer was called the Passage to Summer, or Tarnin Austa. Uh, and in Numenor, actually, I forgot this one, uh, it was called Loinde. 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 <laughs> Loinde. Yeah. It's when they wash their clothes. It's Loinde. Loinde. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, oh, here's another one. Okay. Uh huh. So this one uh, might be hard to explain. Uh, it's like I'm sitting a kid down. This one's gonna be hard to explain. Give it a shot. Uh, so, in there's some books, uh-huh. right? They're called the History of Middle Earth, um, and it's uh, Christopher Tolkien compiled them, and it's a bunch of obscure lore writings that uh, Tolkien did, um, and it basically recounts the like history of the elves and like middle earth and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. telling it to a person who lived in medieval England. Oh, so wow. it's kind of weird. Cause Tolkien, Tolkien's whole idea of middle earth. We'll probably get into this in different podcasts because <laughs> it's way too in depth to go in right now. But Tolkien's whole idea was that middle earth is actually, um, like a prehistory form of modern earth. Mm-hmm. So, or Britain, he wanted, yeah. Britain cause to have the, their own. The, the Shire was technically Britain. Yeah. Because it was the Shires of England and then the Shire itself. And then uh, Gondor actually was along the lines of it was close to like Italy, where Italy would be. Herod mm-hmm. would be like Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rune would be like Asia and so that sort of thing. So basically what he was thinking is that it's sort of like a mythology of Europe before mm-hmm. like history took place. Um, so his whole thing is that there was this uh, mariner of mid- medieval England, and his name was Aelfwine, um, or Ariel, as the elves called him. And uh, Aelfwine in Old English or Anglo-Saxon 
uh, and I know this off the top of my head. Off the dome? Yeah. Say so it then. <laughs> it, it means elf friend. Elf friend? Yeah, because he traveled to uh, the island of Tol Arisea. I don't know how he got there. But the island of Tol Arisea is just off the coast of Valinor, so that's where all the elves, the Undying Lands, that's where they all live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's this elf uh, named uh, Pengalov, and he's kind of like the lore master of the island, and so he recounts all the tales of Beleriand and Middle-earth to Aelfwine. And uh, so this is kind of like Aelfwine, when he arrives on the island of Tol Arisea, he arrived at the time uh, of midwinter, and there was a holiday going on. And that holiday was called Turu Halme, which meant log drawing. And so that was basically their version of Yule, Yuletide, mm-hmm. or Christmas, <laughs> Christmas. Um, I'm not sure if Daddy Noel was there or not. Mm-hmm. But um, so this is kind of the only known, like other than for men or hobbits, this is the only known like elvish Yuletide tradition. But it's also in the history of Middle Earth, so it's not technically canon. Mm-hmm. Because it was like unfinished, so I don't know. But um, so what they did, this one actually kind of went in depth of what they did to celebrate the log drawing. Uh, they gathered logs for fires, so went down, chopped some trees. Um, they uh, Hopefully played not ants. That'd be bad. No, that'd be bad. That'd be pretty bad. bad. Uh, they played games in the snow, so I can imagine elves building snow forts and throwing snowballs, mm-hmm. uh, sledding, ice skating. But remember, they walk on the snow; they don't fall through. Remember, ah. Uh, Legolas. Yeah, I don't know why I blanked on his name. No, Legolas okay. was walking on the snow when they were, the rest of the fellowship was like trudging through. Yeah, uh, and they also drank, and sang, so mm-hmm. normal Christmas stuff. Just yeah, just regular stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much all of the uh, Elvish holidays that we know of, and that was yeah. honestly the, was the one that was most in depth, and it's the one that most sounds like Christmas to me. So. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially the gathering of logs. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, a so. great tradition of gathering logs. Okay, Jay, uh, tell me what you got. Tell me yeah. what you got for us. So I'm going to do the Shire or the Hobbit holidays and then the holidays of the men. But I'm going to start with the um, Shire holidays. These are all based off the Shire calendar, so not the elf calendar. Um, but the days I'm going to mention were mostly uh, primary holidays and feast days. Um, so the first days are the Yule days, which um, are the days that mark the end and the start of the year. So first Yule is the last day of the year, and second Yule is the first day of the year. And um, so they had feasts on those. I don't It was probably just one big feast to celebrate the whole thing like we do with New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. But um, this isn't a holiday, but uh, for Yule was the month, the last month of the year, and after Yule was the first month of the year. So it's like before the Yule and after the Yule. But so that's the Yule days, which was a big celebration for them. Then the Lithe days, which also referred to as summer days in Brie. Um, there's the three days in the middle of the year. So like the midsummer time. Um, so there's the first Lithe, which is the day before the middle of the year. Then there's Mid-Year's Day, which is, as you can probably tell, the middle of the year. And then second Lithe is the day after. And that was like a three-day celebration thing except for every four years on leap year because they had leap year in the shire um they had a day after um mid-year's day which was called overlithe so it'd be first first lithe mid-year's day overlithe and uh second lithe okay and um mid-year's day is supposed to be like their summer solstice celebration um so that those were like the two big holidays they had they didn't really have like 
specific. They didn't really have like random days, which were holidays. It was always yeah. based around their calendar. Like it was mostly like because I think um, those days are not a part of any months, right? No, they're just they're just like in the middle. Yeah, like, or like after months. Yeah, um, and then uh, they had us. They had like a feast celebration every Friday, which is High Day, which is their version of Friday, what they call Friday. Yeah, and um. In the afternoon, after, like, right afternoon, so right from the start of the afternoon till the night, they'd have a big feast every Friday, which sounds crazy and fun. It does sound fun. Like, every Friday, you just get to have a big feast for half the day and just hang out. I wish you could do that. Yeah. Four-day work week and then <laughs> give a big feast. Dang. But, yeah, so that's... That's, That's what we need, America. Yeah. If there are any government officials out there <laughs> listening to this. Obama? Um, <laughs> Obama? Obama? Uh, yeah. So those were the Hobbit holidays. Or the when you're in the Shire, that's what the holidays you uh, celebrated. But um, the men also had some holidays. Um, Grant mentioned... Let's hear it for the men! Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Grant mentioned... And women, dude. And, yeah. Um, they were part of it. Yeah. Grant mentioned... Would you mention Gondolin and Numenor? Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a little place called Gondor that also just a little place. just a little place called Gondor that celebrated um, uh, holidays. That's what they're called. Yeah. Well, these might be confused for British viewers or listeners because a holiday is like a vacation. Yeah. Well, they're not going on vacation on all these days. They're just celebrating. In case you're British. British. Oh, I need to translate for them. Well, um, so on the holidays, <laughs> it ain't them going on vacation. <laughs> Yeah, in it. Okay, so they yeah, get. It. <laughs> okay, so in Gondor, Grant talked about midsummer in Gondor. Um, they uh, Londi is what they called the uh, yeah the holiday, which was midsummer. Um, Grant had different names for for his place. Well, Grant didn't make up the names, but the, <laughs> they had different names in different places. But it's the same idea, and it was celebrated around the same time. Yeah, as the. Numenorians and the Gondorian, Gondor, yeah, the Gondorians. Gondorians yeah. That's weird. I've never heard it said like that. That's crazy. And I just said it. That's weird. <laughs> um, the Gondorians and Numenorians. It was about. It was the same holiday, just a different name. And um, Gondor also had a uh, a holiday all to themselves, called um, Comer, which means Ring Day, and that was celebrated in Gondor because um, because Aragorn made it a holiday when he became king. And uh, the holiday takes place on Frodo's birthday. And this is the trivia I have for you, Grant. What day does this holiday take place? Oh, Don't say Frodo's birthday. No, you mentioned it last time. Mm-hmm. It's September, that's for sure. Uh, Come on, see. Dang. Uh, September 20... Oh, you're close. Um, there's another number in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, September 26... A little lower. Oh, 22. 23. Yes, 22. 22. <laughs> 22. Yeah, September 20. You said yes, and I'm like, no, wait, 23. <laughs> no, yeah, so September 22nd is when they celebrated Ring Day. Um, which... yeah, that was part of my trivia last time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I remembered when you said lower, then I was like, oh, yeah, I remember yeah. now. Um, so, uh, guys, so... I remember. Yeah. If he does another trivia question next time about Frodo or Bilbo's birthday, because I had the same birthday, yeah. then I'll remember. Yeah. Okay. I'm smart. So the so that was Ring Day. That was celebrated in Gondor. But interestingly enough, it was never recorded to be celebrated in the Shire, which is where it all started. Because it's, Frodo was too humble. Yeah. It celebrates the War of the Ring, 
is what it celebrates. Oh, and the Shire, the Hobbits don't really know about yeah. what happened. So, but um, which is what's weird to me is it celebrates the start of the War of the Ring, not the end of the War of the Ring. You'd huh. think they'd celebrate like the ring being destroyed, but yeah. he's celebrating the start of it, which is also like it was a big adventure for them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but that's um, I have one more holiday called Durin's Day. Ooh. You might be familiar with Durin's folk, which are dwarves. Yes. And this Specifically is the, the long beards. Yes. But this is the only dwarvish holiday we know of, but dwarves are Oh yes. <laughs> but dwarves well, that made a loud uh, yeah. spike right there. Yeah. That's dwarves sweet. dwarves are mysterious creatures, so we don't know uh what they celebrated on this day or why they celebrated it, but we do know that it was celebrated on the first day of the last moon of autumn. So not a specific date, but it was based around the moon, which is kind of cool. Which I like that, because dwarves are mysterious, and they're like, we're not going to choose a date. Yeah, they're and, just like, you know what, whatever. But yeah, so all we know is when it was celebrated and the name of it. We don't know why, how, or when. We do know. Or, yeah, we do <laughs> yeah, know when. I, know. I was going to say who, but I was like, we also know who. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for the holidays. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. There's a lot of holidays in there. Yeah. But it's weird because there's not, like... Not the holidays we know. Yeah, no. Nah, they don't have... Because they don't have Easter, Valentine's or, Day. Or Independence Day, Halloween. Halloween, yeah. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Well, they do have Thanksgiving, but it's not the same oh, as ours. yeah, I guess. Um, they don't have Groundhog Day. They don't have Flag Day. President's Day. Yeah. Veterans Day. Cinco Labor Mayo. Day. Cinco they can wear white whenever they want. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't have Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's it for the holidays, but we're going to move on to our second installment of Middle Earth Current Events. Woot woot! Do, do, do. I don't know why John Cena's here. <laughs> John Cena's here to do Middle John Earth. John Cena, dude, what'd you, what'd you call up? He's here to do Middle Earth Current Events. This one, um, I know I'm a little excited for. I think Grant's excited for what's happening on Earth yeah. in correlation with Middle Earth. Okay. Just to clarify, this is current events on our Earth. Planet Earth. Planet that has to do with Middle Earth. Planet Earth. So this one's about the Lord of the Rings Gollum, which you might be you might be asking, why did he just say the title of the book and then the name of a character? That's crazy. But you're wrong. That's like saying the Lord of the Rings Aragorn. Yeah, but you're wrong. That's wild. Because this is a video game, and that's the title of the video game. Oh. Is Lord of the Rings Gollum. Oh. Uh, this this video game has um was announced a while ago, but they just released a new trailer for it, so there's a new hype for it or whatever. Or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a gamer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the video game, uh, obviously, it's about Gollum. You play as Gollum. And it's based around what happens to him uh, in between the Hobbit book and the Lord of the Rings books. Um, and they say, like, or the production company says, ev- or they quote, or I quote. <laughs> they, they say, I quote. <laughs> quote, everything that happens to him before he appears in the book are the main things that we will see in our game, end quote. Which is, so, he, they said the books, which I'm pretty sure they mean Lord, Lord of the Rings, Rings books, yeah. not The Hobbit. Which was confusing me, because I was like, why would they make a video game about him being in the Misty Mountains and doing nothing? Yeah, so, what happens to Gollum between The Hobbit and uh, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring? Mm-hmm is he leaves the Misty Mountains to go search for Bilbo. Mm-hmm. And as he's searching, he eventually finds his way uh, to Mordor. Mordor. Because that's kind of like, he has like basically the malice and the evil of the ring. Mm-hmm. is like stuck in his soul. And basically the ring wants to get to Mordor. 
So even though he didn't have the ring with him, he was automatically drawn back to Mordor. So Sauron captures him in Mordor, and he questions him. And so that's how Sauron learns about the Shire and Baggins and that sort of stuff. And uh, so he's tortured in Mordor. He escapes, or at least he's allowed to escape, so that it seems like like he can bring people back yes. to Mordor because so, he knows the ways out. Um, so he meets uh, Shelob during that time. Nice girl, nice lady. Yeah, she's cute. Oh, really? As a spider. As a spider, yes. Yeah, if she was a woman. Spiderly now. speaking. Yeah. <laughs> Ar- arachnidly speaking, <laughs> yeah. she's cute. Um, so uh, he meets Shelob at that time. Uh, he also makes his way through the Dead Marshes. He goes uh, up the Vales of Anduin, the Great River. And uh, I think it's close to the Gladden Fields or something like that, the Marshes, where he gets captured by Aragorn. So Aragorn will likely be in the game. That'd be sick. Capturing Gollum. Well, we and do... you're, you're playing as Gollum. Yeah. So you get captured by Aragorn. Yeah. I'm sure that's Which everyone's favorite. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways. But we do know that... Uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name again. Legolas? Nope, the big wizard guy. <laughs> Gandalf? Yes, Gandalf. I don't know why I was blanking on his name. You forgot Gandalf. No, okay, I just started reading Harry Potter, so now I'm getting confused. Oh, with Dumbledore? Yeah, Dumbledore and Gandalf and all that. Sorry. I'll let that slide. I'll let that slide. Sorry. Um, Yeah, so uh, Gandalf is in the book, or in the, he's in the books. Yeah. But he's also in this game, but he does not look like he does in the movies when Sir Ian McKellen is acting yeah yeah so it also includes the part where aragorn brings him to mirkwood to Mm -hmm. the halls of thranduil so thranduil is actually in the game too the king of the mirkwood elves Mm -hmm. and uh uh, so he brings him to thranduil and that's where gandalf questions Gollum and learns a lot about what happens and how he found the ring and uh and then Gollum also uh i mean this probably spoils some of the game if it's accurate to what is in the books but Gollum does escape from Mirkwood, mm-hmm. and then he eventually makes his way to uh, Moria, where he finds the Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. So that's probably, honestly, where the game will end. Yeah. Um, but you can actually read all of this at the end of The Return of the King. There's, like, the appendices section mm-hmm. in the back. It's it's in there, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's called The Hunt for Gollum or something yeah. like that. But, yeah, so you can read about what happened to Gollum. Yeah, I'd like to make an official apology for not remembering Legolas's name or Gandalf's name. Yeah, no, apology accepted. Apology accepted. Yeah. Hey, guys. It's okay. Hey, guys. It's like a YouTuber apology, but I just forgot Gandalf and hey Legolas' guys, name. I just wanted to bring to light um, the terrible mistake I made. Uh, I was I was being ignorant. Uh, I just wasn't myself. Um, it was definitely uh, inappropriate. Yes. Uh, and I just wanted to make a formal apology. And I, I just... Oh, no, I was crying. I just Wait, to say, I'm the one who messed up. Yeah. <laughs> I was just making fun of YouTubers. Oh, yeah. oh. Cause, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but... Shout out to crappy apology videos. I don't know why I would shout them out, but... Yeah, we're, we're going to withdraw that shout out. Withdrawn. And we're going to... Whisper. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we do know, as Grant said, what the game will take place around. It'll probably it, be like a stealth game too. It is a stealth game. Oh, is that what you're well, gonna say? Well, I was gonna say that later. Oh, but we me do, up for that one. Yeah, we do know that the game will <laughs> will start in Baradur. Um, that's oh, where yeah, yeah. that's where it'll start because the trailer that just dropped a few days ago. Um, I don't know what is there's like this big video game conference, like video game awards or whatever. Bunch of nerds, really. Bunch of, bunch of nerds watching trailers and stuff. 
Oh, I wonder what's why it's called the Video Game Awards. Because they don't call the Oscars, like, the Movie Awards and then the TV Show Awards. The Voskers. The Voskers. No. So, it was... No. <laughs> so, so, we, uh, um... Uh, or not we. Everybody could see the trailer. <laughs> uh, can watch the trailer, and it's Gollum trying to get out of Barador, and he kills a kills an orc, and um, he looks a little funny. Like he looks funny in the movies, but he just looks different. Yeah, like he looks like Gollum, but like he doesn't have like the same face. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it's it's more cartoonish. Yeah. Which it is a cartoon, but yeah, because it's a video game. Yeah. But, yeah. So like. If you look at Gollum compared to Andy Serkis, the guy who voice acted and kind of did the green screen stuff mm-hmm. for him, you can almost see a little bit of resemblance because they always do that with like CGI characters. Mm-hmm. They always put a little resemblance of their face so they can capture it better. Mm-hmm. So when you look at Gollum in the movies, you can see Andy Serkis a little bit. But when you look at it in the video games, it's obvious that they didn't use Andy Serkis at all as a yeah. reference. Because the voice is a little different. It's somebody trying to do the Gollum and, voice. Yeah, the voice is different. Yeah. Which... Is I completely understand Andy Circus probably costs a lot to get. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, but um, uh, well, what did they do for Shadow of War? That was the sequel to Shadow Mordor. Gollum was in that game. Yeah, I, I feel, don't remember. I but he like, looked like Andy Circus, and in that he game. looked like the actual Gollum, and he sounded like the actual Gollum. So maybe they did get Andy Circus for that. I maybe know. I don't know. I it's a different company making this game that yeah. that made the Middle Earth games. Yeah, but um, it's not Monolith. No, yeah. I don't remember what it is. No, that's I'm not a video game nerd. Jeez, man. I only play Skyrim and Minecraft on my phone sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only video games I play, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it'll give us, like, an interesting look at Gollum and what he was doing in that time. Because not all of it's going to be canon, obviously, because um, we didn't get, like, a day-to-day of what Gollum did every single day in the itinerary. Yeah, yeah they're definitely going to make some stuff up. Yeah. But hopefully it's not as bad as the Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor games, because they made up some, like, wild stuff for, yeah. like, lore. Like, Ungoliant turn or Shelob turning into, like, an actual girl. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they had, like, like you can pick up, like, swords and weapons and, like, armor from Rohan. Mm-hmm. But if it takes place at the time when Minas Ithil was attacked by Sauron, then Rohan wasn't a place at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't know. It doesn't add up. Yeah. Anyways, so hopefully the Gollum game will just be better in terms of lore and how yes. it adds up. But, um, so you'll be playing as Gollum, but like we said, it takes place after The Hobbit, so he won't have the ring with him, it's just Mr. Gollum and Mr. Smeagol, um, but... Oh yeah, it does say that you'll be, like, you'll get to explore, like, like, Smeagol's side and Gollum's side, and, like, yeah. you get to kind of, like, almost choose, like, how you would respond to certain things. Yes, events. that's what I was just gonna talk about. Dude, that's crazy. Say, yes, yeah, so you can, you'll have, like, options, like dialogue options and yeah. there's Gollum options and Smeagol options and the game's not finalized but they did say they're gonna go more into depth on that like you can do actions that would change that would be like a Smeagol action which would be like a more peaceful um like thought out action or a Gollum action which is more like violent and just like going after what you want yeah more impulsive that's what yeah. I was looking yeah. for yeah but so it'll be a stealth style game like Grant said um and I, th- I don't know exactly, like, because Gollum's not, like, a violent character where he murders, and he doesn't have any weapons. Well, he does murder. Yeah, I but guess like, he does, yeah, but, not like... With weapons. Yeah, but not like you would think, like, a warrior would do. Yeah. He's, like, sneaks around, he doesn't have weapons. So I don't know what would... What they're gonna do to keep the game interesting if you're just it's sneaking like a around. Lord of the Rings, Assassin's Creed type deal. Maybe. That'd be yeah. weird seeing Gollum, like... Just, like, <laughs> pick up a rock and just... Yeah. Hit it over their head. 
Yeah, but um, it will be. Well, it showed it showed in the trailer. It showed him like dumping like a huge bucket of molten metal onto yeah. some orcs. So yeah. it'll probably be using a lot of the environment around yeah. to kill them or like sneak around. It will be interesting. I wonder if they'll have like different endings where, like a good oh. ending and a bad ending depending on how you play. If you play more golems or like or like if you did like a fifty fifty and yeah. it was kind of like a middle ending. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. A middle earth ending. Oh, but yeah. So you play as Gollum, and you get to play with these two uh, different personalities as they struggle to win. Um. The game was released, or set to be released this year in 2021, but it got delayed until fall of 2022. Dang. So, I don't know if I'll play it. I might I might watch videos of people playing it just to see what it's all about. I don't know. I'll, I'll wait until I see gameplay, honestly. Yeah, honestly, man. Honestly, yeah. dude. Um, yeah. It looks like a fun game. I'm always excited for new Middle Earth content. Oh, yeah. Even if it's not canon, but... It's so fun. So cool. It's not canon. It's a video game. You can't have... Why would I play with a canon? <laughs> why would I play with a loose <laughs> My cannon? mom would not let me play yeah. with a canon. Uh, so that's it for uh, current events on Earth. About Middle Earth. About Middle Earth. Um, I don't know. If anyone's interested, this isn't Middle Earth, but this is other fantasy stuff. The Witcher Season 2 on Netflix comes out uh, December 17, oh, wow. 2021. So... It'll already be out by the time you guys listen to this, so... Yeah. I don't know, check that out. Wheel of Time is on Amazon. That's another fantasy series. Yeah. Uh, other fantasy stuff? Game of Thrones sucks. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I started reading Harry Potter, and I watched the first movie, and didn't sleep through it. Oh, good job. But it took me three days to watch it, because I kept stopping. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just bad with movies all around, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But I'll... Oh, we do have to mention, this is our um, last episode for this year. We're going to be taking a break until January. We're going to come back, so... Yeah. So, you guys yeah. enjoy your Christmas. And New Year's. And New Year's yep. without an extra new episode. Also, I think, I don't know if it already passed, but I think it's been this December. I don't remember what day. It's been 20 years uh, since The Fellowship of the Ring was released. Yes. As a movie. So, 20 yes. year anniversary of The Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings starting as a cinematic Good, Good movie thing. Good movie. Yeah. Cinematic universe. So it 20 was a universe. 20 the Lord of the Rings cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. The multiverse. Yeah. Aragorn is evil. Mhm. I don't know. Well, technically it could be a multiverse because of how the Hobbit isn't like stuff in the oh. Hobbit isn't as accurate as And then it. some of the stuff in Lord of the Rings is a little bit off. Yeah, so okay. it's like a multiverse. I see where you're going. Yeah. I like it. But yeah. Uh, if you got made it to the end of the episode, have a Merry Christmas. If you didn't, also have Merry, but not as Merry. <laughs> have an okay Christmas. Have a okay Christmas and a, an okay New Year's. Yeah. So. But if you made but it, if you made it through. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's. And a Hanukkah. Have a Happy Hanukkah. And what's the other one? I don't know. I think Kwanzaa's more towards the beginning of December. Yeah, but. Boxing days for British people after. And Canadians. Christmas. Yeah. Well, Canadians are just what, nicer British people. Yeah. Aren't they in it? In it? They don't have British accents though. No. They speak French though. Some of them. Yeah, which is cooler than British. Yeah, <laughs> which is English. <laughs> Do you speak British? <laughs> yeah. You know but that. yeah, thanks like, that, like the accent. Though, thanks right? for listening to this episode, and we'll see you guys next year. Whoa! Whoa! That's crazy to That's say. True. I've never said that before. Really? Just kidding. No. Okay. See you guys later. Love you. See you next year, bro. <laughs>
Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of Exploring Middle Earth. We had a great time making it, and we hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you did enjoy the podcast and want to support us, there's two ways you can do that. One way is to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps us a lot because it builds up our reputation. You can also share this podcast or the episode with your friends. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth, where we will post updates and behind-the-scenes pictures. The link to that will be in the show notes. We were taking a break for the holidays, but we will be back in January, so have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.